So let's talk about the health care. There's been a lot of numbers that have been thrown around, and some people will see them one way, other people will see them another way. The most obvious number is this 300,000 number. I know you've talked mm -hmm. about it. Senator Heitkamp's talked about it. What is this number exactly? What are you, what are you trying to communicate with it? Well, and, and the number is important to me. If you look at the number of North Dakotans that have pre-existing conditions, the fact of the matter is you will have a pre-existing condition if you live long enough. It's just a matter of being a human being. And from my perspective, Chris, let's keep what works. You know, but let, let's keep the protections for individuals with pre-existing conditions. Uh, it's, a, it's a protection that North Dakotans have come to count on. Uh, and let's fix some of the things that are broken, especially these individual insurance markets where the price of health care is just uh, too high. So let's play some Heidi Heitkamp's ass. She's been asked not to take it down. AP's done a fact check on it. I want to play for you the clip that many people are questioning and ask you some questions about it. Here's the first part of Senator Heitkamp's ad. This is Denise. She lives in Kildare. Like 300,000 North Dakotans, Denise has a pre-existing condition that used to mean no health insurance. So I think it's the, the end of that, Mac, that people are questioning. She says that used to mean no health insurance. If we can bring this graphic up, the AP has said, hey, she's overstating what this actually means, basically saying it's not really true. Is Senator Heitkamp misleading the people of North Dakota with that statement? Well, I'll let Senator Heitkamp speak for herself, but I think what I see in my day-to-day my -day job as an attorney, um, I represent people who, through no fault of their own, become disabled, they lose their jobs, they lose their health insurance, and if they didn't have those protections against pre-existing conditions, they, they might not be insurable, or the insurance might be so unaffordable that they, they're de facto uh, uninsurable. And so, you know, we'll let the, the people talk about whatever ads, but, but I know this is an important is, issue for people who have pre-existing conditions. I, I think it's very serious. If you have a pre-existing condition, but you lost those true, protections. True, honest statements, and I'm asking that before <clears> then, because I even asked her on her health care conference call, so you were saying before Obamacare, nearly half the North Dakotans didn't have insurance. She said, no, absolutely not. I think that's the thing is that, you know, look, this race is going to be what this race is. You know you're in politics. But I think what people are asking, what I get feedback on is just just tell us the truth and we'll deal with who we're going to vote with. I, I think it's an honest point. I mean, the, let, let's say it's 290,000 individuals in North Dakota with, with pre-existing conditions. The fact of the matter not is before... Saying, do you think that those people are not going to have health insurance? I, I think if you have a pre-existing condition and you lose those protections in existing law, and you lose their health insurance that you do have, you're going to have a very tough time uh, finding insurance affordably if you find insurance at all. So it, it depends on everybody's individual situation. There's a lot that you can't explain in a 30-second TV ad, but I think the point is very much an honest one. So what you're saying is, hey, let's keep Obamacare, even though the numbers show that Obamacare over the last few years has raised premiums 44%. Uh, I think one of the things that, that I think you're a proponent of, obviously, do you want to comment on that first? Or? Yeah, if you don't mind, I think it's, it's a little bit of an overgeneralization. My point is, let's keep what works. Uh, Medicaid expansion is something that Governor Jack Dalrymple supported. It's something that the majority of Republicans and I, I have supported as well in 2013 in the legislature. My opponent voted against Medicaid expansion, but that was part of the Affordable Care Act, and it's working for North Dakota. Uh, nearly 20,000 additional individuals found quality health insurance under Medicaid expansion. And that's meant a lot for our rural hospitals. For some of them, it's meant operating in the black versus operating in the red. So let's keep that and let's fix these individual insurance markets that, that have really priced people out of health insurance. They're, they're not working so as well as they should. So let's bring that up because I want to find out what you would do to help some of these people. This is uh, from March of 2017 talking about our farmers. They now consider health care insurance to be their number one worry. If we can bring this up, please. The quote from this piece is saying that, hey, in the past five years alone, Monthly premiums have doubled and annual deductibles have tripled uh, or quadrupled. Many farmers report, and I want to share with you, as you know, Congressman Kramer, he had a set the record straight 
Farm Town Hall, or excuse me, Health Insurance Town Hall. This is a fourth generation farmer. I want to share with you what he says about Obamacare and then give you a chance to respond. I'm a fourth generation rancher. Uh, my wife and I uh, raised four young daughters. Um, their oldest ones are 10 and the youngest ones are uh, seven. So um, to me, the Affordable Care Act uh, is a joke. So you go from, you know, before Obamacare, um, a policy that you would end up paying out 11 grand a year to something that's close to $30,000 a year now for a farm family. So. His health insurance costs have almost tripled. What do you say to him? I think we need to find solutions. And the first thing is, let's not go backwards. Those 20,000 individuals who found health insurance under Medicaid expansion, if they lose that as part of this lawsuit down in Texas that my opponent supports, if Medicaid expansion goes away, those 20,000 individuals, they still live here in North Dakota. They're still going to be seeking care. It just won't be compensated care in terms of the hospitals. So let's keep those individuals insured so premiums don't go up for the rest of us. Beyond that, let's look for bipartisan solutions for these individual insurance markets. Let's allow individuals like that fourth generation rancher to look at buying into the Medicaid expansion pool. That might be a more, more affordable option. Let's look at taking individuals who are 55 years old and older, allowing them to buy in to Medicare, you know, pay their fair share into Medicare. That makes the rest of the pool healthier. Uh, that makes Medicare, that pool, a little bit healthier as well. So let's set healthcare politics aside and start focusing in on the policy. But for, for goodness sakes, Chris, let's not go backwards and lose Medicaid expansion and lose these protections for individuals so we'll get that with pre-existing conditions. Does your state party uh, on their platform suggest this? Many other people <clears throat> on the left are suggesting uh, like a Medicare for all program. Do you support that? I, I don't support, support Medicare for all. I think there are millions of people in this country, tens of millions, that have their health insurance through their employers uh, that are very happy with that. I think replacing that with a you know, government-run system would be very unpopular and not the way to go. What I do favor is affordable access to health care for all North Codons and all Americans. But let's build on what works, that employer-sponsored care that works for millions of Americans. Amen, that does. Let, let me ask you this. Do you think the people in North Dakota could better handle health care or the people in Washington, D.C.? I think it's, well, as a former legislator, Chris, I obviously believe uh, North Dakota uh, is better able to make decisions about North Dakota's health, but it's always a partnership. Medicaid expansion, again, that's a federal program. The lion's share of the funds come from the federal government. The state rightly set politics aside, took advantage of that. Uh, I think we need to work together at all levels of government to solve this complex problem. And that's my point. So you're saying, hey, Chris, I think North Dakotans can handle health care decisions better than the people in D.C. If you look at the Graham-Cassidy bill, which was running through the Senate, Many people obviously in our state, including Governor Burgum, supported that. According to Graham Cassidy, our state would have got $700 million more, would have protected pre-existing conditions. Would you support a Graham Cassidy? Graham Cassidy puts caps on, on Medicaid dollars. Well, that would be disastrous. $700 million. Absolutely. But, but it caps it, Chris. It caps on inflation. I yeah. mean, that's the whole point. If you're well, saying, hey, Chris, so you're saying that... North Dakotans couldn't find more efficiencies than people in D.C.? I think that would really constrain the long-term care options that, that we have but here in North Dakota. But you're suggesting that D.C. then could do that better than the people of North Dakota? Well, I think the people of North Dakota working together with our elected representatives in Washington can do better by virtue of partnership. We've seen that through Medicaid expansion. So let's work together. Let's not work against each other on this. <laughs> All right. We want to move on, but I guess that's my point. Medicaid expansion was a state type of program, right? Through with, the with a tremendous with amount of funding through the federal government. Absolutely. And how are we going to pay for that? Because right now, as you know, they start lowering the payments on it. But let's move on.